Hey, it is party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show uh, here from the Mothership, which is Studio 22. Chance, the soulless ginger rapper, driving us into the nether regions of all things uh, historical narrative that is being revised. Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians, our favorite Jamaican. Uh, Candice, Candice, Candice. Look over your shoulder at Herbert Silent Deer. Ah, same face as shock he made the night the truck hit him. Oh, there he is. He's so beautiful, regal, elegant, and dead. Tested positive for coronavirus. Lisa Page, Lisa Page made me do it. How are you? I'm good. How are y'all? Good. Did they get your car, your car totaled? Did they get it totaled uh, out? Do waiting, we know? I'm waiting on for it? that satisfactionary call. You crazy rich white woman uh, that had a wreck that nobody cares about. I missed that comment. Oh, yeah, well, I gave it to him. Was it hate speech? Did you report them? Well, no. What we've, what we've learned in the last week is that we don't cancel people. We hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. They're not being canceled. They're just being held accountable. Mm. Mm. Which is why the Texas legend Steve Helms, his career is just like in a tank right now. It's just plateaued. <laughs> so what, what, what day will the motivational tapes be out, Chad? I'm ready to go now. Tanked. He Tanked. hasn't been canceled. He's, he's just done. Being, he's being held accountable. Oh man, I I got we we got so deep into stuff last night on the episode. If you missed it, I want you to go. Jason Buttrell was with us, uh, along with Sarah Gonzalez, as well as these two chuckleheads. And uh, it's, it's scary world we're living in. Scary world we're living in. Going to keep it a little bit lighter tonight. Some people lost their minds. I've yeah. clicked my heels together three times, and I'm hoping I'm yeah. going to go home. You're still disappointed that you learned the ending to The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I am pissed, dude. You still don't know the ending of it. <laughs> I really don't. You still don't know the ending yeah. of it. You've really never seen The Wizard of Oz? I've seen it a thousand times. I'm just jacking yeah, yeah. it. Okay, good. <laughs> good. I was, I was Dorothy gets the dog. Willie gets the chocolate factory. I mean, I've seen the whole deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but now looking back at it, that is a real creepy movie. It is real creepy. It's very creepy. Mm. And, and and Glenn Beck's got all the crap around he's here. He's got the props everywhere. He's got Wizard of Oz props from all over this yeah. place. Yeah, he's even got a midget somewhere. <laughs> he's got a represent a lollipop gill, a lollipop gill, a lollipop gill. We represent a lollipop gill. And we welcome you to Munchkin Land. <laughs> Yes. Oh, uh, you don't laugh like oh, this at home. Oh well, do you? it's creepy. You don't laugh like this at home, do you, Lisa? <laughs> what are you trying to do to me here, Chad? Get me in trouble! Dang! Oh, Lisa, oh. she's never gonna live what we've been giving her a hard time about. Oh. Never, never, never. Ah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Still love this country. People can hate me for it. They can tell me that I'm an evil person for loving this country, but I bleed red, white, and blue. Um, you cut me, I'm <laughs> patriot's gonna fall out. That's what I'm telling you. It's like, it's, I'm you like, got a patriot in there? I got a little patriot in there. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You know how in Men in Black, like when, when the guy, his head opens up and there's a little alien that yeah, lived in his yeah. skull? It. You know what? Mine is uh, uh, Mel Gibson in there from the Patriot. Uh, he's just operating around right in there. He's just just driving me around. That's how, I, how I'm living right now. Um, man. It's weird. We're being re-educated, redefined. Uh, our history is being rewritten, uh, and it's it's scary, scary stuff. And I want to continue talking about that a little bit because I want people to be vigilant. More than anything, I want people to be critical and complex thinkers. And eh, you know, at the end of the day, common sense is so uncommon. Yeah, Lisa. I mean, it's so it's just lost. Yeah. It is. If if we could just put out a shirt, Chad, and just don't be a dumbass. <laughs> Just sell those. Don't be a dumbass. 
<laughs> don't be a dumbass. But the problem is the dumbasses wouldn't get it. I get you. They, right. they, they would. They'd be like, oh yeah, that's right. You tell them. Oh, you're the dumbass. <laughs> well, oh. last night when we were talking about how the mainstream media and these anchors, they, you know, they word things just in a way that I think the average person who's not doing what we're doing and actually watching the news and going to different sources and fact checking stuff, the average person is watching this and saying, oh my gosh, Mar- what's her face? The Congresswoman. AOC. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, Marjorie Yes. Green. You know, I meant to say this last night, but when they're flashing back to these videos, these past videos, of course they're not saying, well, this was taken in her car three years ago on February 14th of whatever. And so the average person is watching these and they're like, oh my gosh, she just posted this. She just must have, no one's, no one is going back to fact check. The average American that's watching dumb CNN, you know? Take it at face value. Yeah. Take it at face value. It's true. Of course. Yeah, exactly. Because <clears throat> everybody wants to listen to the experts and just that's, mm-hmm. those are the news experts. Right. Hey, uh, speaking of experts, health experts are warning that the flu and other viruses besides COVID-19 could see a resurgence in the next year following a sharp decline due to social distancing, other safety restrictions. This is because these restrictions are weakening our immunity to the flu and other viruses. Don't let your guard down. Take Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition every single day. They're loaded with antioxidants. Field of Greens is packed with 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables. Plus, it has green tea, ginger, turmeric, and beets. This powerful combination not only will uh, support heart health, it can support a healthy immune system, metabolism, blood pressure, and digestion. It's got pre and probiotics. Field of Greens not only good for you, it's good for the entire family, even the kids, even your little athletes that are living in your home. Just put one scoop in a glass of water, stir it up, drink it, and you're done. What I want you to do is go to BrickHouseChad.com. Get 15% off your first order with the promo code CHAD. You know I spell it, Chad. At checkout, available in multiple flavors, BrickHouseChad.com. BrickHouseChad.com. Go and use promo code CHAD. We'll be right back. Let's, uh, I'm trying to figure out, Candace, honestly, there, there's some things that we can get into. I got a ton of stuff here. There's some great articles. Uh, skeptic.com was going to get into this yesterday by uh, Steven Pinker. Why we're not living in a post-truth era, an unnecessary defense of reason, and a necessary defense of universities' roles in advancing it. Pretty hefty little uh, article that I encourage people Get out there. I would, I'd read you some of it, but there's some stuff. Um, oh, some stuff on here that I just want to... Mm. Here we go. Social media is making us dumber. Okay. Not long ago, many intellectuals deplored the lack of democratic access to mass media. A few media corporations in cahoots with the government manufactured consent with their Uh, oligopoly over the means of production and dissemination of ideas as we used to say freedom of the press belongs to those who own one social media held out the promise of giving voice to the people we should have been careful about what we wish for the network dynamics of social media are still poorly understood but they do not yet host the mechanisms of vetting and reviewing 
that are necessary for true beliefs to bubble up to prominence from the turbid pools of self-presentation, group solidarity, and pluralistic ignorance. Now, don't get lost in the 10-cent words there, guys. Uh, pay attention to that. Um, I like that a lot. And they have become launch pads for spirals of moralistic grandstanding and preemptive denunciation. We're now living in an era of rationality inequality. Damn, that's strong. Shoot. At the high end, we've never been more rational. But at the low end, there are arenas that indulge the worst of human psychology. Much work remains to be done in refining the institutions that bring out the rational angels of our nature. Um, and he goes on talking about that's the role of universities and, and all these things. It, it's so the, I encourage you to read this article, and, and there's a lot of references uh, at the end of it, a lot of footnotes there. But you know, I, I've said forever that we got to be careful because everybody now has a voice. Yeah, golly, I hate being right. <laughs> I, I said, I said years ago, I said we only in people who've followed me for a long time, you've heard me say this over and over that. We always historically put our words on a wall, mm-hmm. hieroglyphics, cave drawings, blah, blah, blah. And we kept them there for, for our posterity. The words we kept were the words of the chiefs and the words of the, of, the, of the seers and the prophets and the philosophers and the poets and the priests and the kings. And we kept all those words. Now we keep them on a digital wall and it's forever. And but it's we gave every, everybody it's every dumbass that's right. Everybody, <laughs> everybody, yeah, every self-proclaimed prophet that's right. out there, mm-hmm. uh, so-called uh, poet. I mean, everybody's got. It's just like back when digital cameras came along. You remember this? Everybody started having a photography business. <laughs> like yeah. everybody suddenly was a freaking photographer. <laughs> well, shit! If you can take twelve thousand pictures of somebody and three of them are good, and you can tell without going out and getting your film processed. Like, you can just look at it and be like, yeah, that's a pretty damn good picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a photographer. Uh-huh. No, you just got lucky one out of 15 times. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, that, and that's kind of where it, it, that's where it was. Everybody had a, had a photography business. That's where it is with social media. Everybody, every now and then, you know, blind squirrel finds a nut, and bam, there we are. Uh, and they're like, yeah, see, I'm, I, I went viral or whatever. I mean, look at my life. Uh, look at me. I got lucky. I was lightning struck. And I've always looked at that and said, okay, when when stuff for me went viral years ago, I said I, I go one of two ways. I can just let that be a flash in the pan, and that's just a thing, or I can use that to build a platform to to put further out, further put out um, what I believe are my gifts and my talents and my skills. And that's sort of what I did. Some people are happy that I did that. Some people are not happy that I did that. It's I'm okay. dealing with it. I'm dealing with it. You're dealing. God, with it. It's okay. I'm, you're coping. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> But it's created an amazing life for me. Uh, I've been, but at the end of the day, I tried to be responsible with what I have. Mm-hmm. A lot of people out there aren't responsible with what they have. And you wind up with this age of, of everything's getting out there. People are pushing information, misinformation, news, fake news. They're pushing conspiracy theories. We referred to this a lot last night. People are throwing these things out there, and suddenly social media comes along and says, damn, we didn't have a net in place to filter this crap out. Uh, And so now they're running roughshod over the average voice and just saying, well, we got to shut it down. 
if if you even lean to a place that we feel might be a dangerous area, well, we gotta we gotta limit your reach or we gotta shut you down. Used to be I could put a video on social media, get 10 million views. That was nothing. Nothing. I've gotten videos out there with with you know millions of shares. That's not only people watching it, that's how many people are telling your story for mm -hmm. you. And now, you know, if it hits 150,000 views, I'm like, okay, well, a few people saw it. And, and that's why it's so important that we embrace platforms like The Blaze and independent, um, and, I, and I, you know, I think digital media, the way we're doing it here at The Blaze, things that, because, but how long are we going to be able to do that? Mm -hmm. Because now they're going to look at that and they're going to say, well, we're trying to filter them on social media. We got to filter them on these independent networks too. We got to shut everything down. As I said, it's not about cancel culture. It's about we're going to hold you accountable, which is just the way they change the language. Changing the language to make it more palatable. Well, we just want to make sure you understand there's consequences to the words you say. There's consequences, Lisa. Consequences. So, no, what they're saying is we're just going to eradicate you. Mm -hmm. We're going to get rid of you. We're going to silence your voice. That's the age we're living in. Uh, and huh, there's so many, so many things that at the end of the day, when you start killing that, you kill your country. You start killing people's voices, you kill your country. Uh, and it's not long. If you, if you really don't care about the country, you start killing the people themselves. You kill them metaphorically. You kill them uh, spiritually. You kill them uh, mentally, emotionally, psychologically. We're seeing all these things happen. And then you get to a Nazi Germany or a communist China or uh, the killing fields of, of Vietnam or Thailand, and you start thinking, um, well, now we start killing people physically. And that's the scary world we're living in because you want to control the narrative. And when you can't control the people and you can't do it, you've got to eliminate anything that's an enemy of the narrative. Mm -hmm. ah. um, the fall of Rome. This is, uh, is uh, W.H. Auden. We talk about the fall of Rome. You know, societies live about 220 years and then they're out. I think we're at 240. <laughs> we yeah. are definitely on our way out. Yeah, we're, we're, we're in sure. overtime. <laughs> I, I was there. Rome when, Rome, <laughs> when Rome was on fire. It was tough. Um, the, uh, Candace handed me this earlier. She's even got some of her notes on here, and I like it. Uh, the fall of Rome. The piers are pummeled by the waves. In a lonely field, the rain lashes an abandoned train. Outlaws fill the mountain caves. Fantastic grow the evening gowns. Agents of the Fisk pursue. Absconding tax defaulters through the sewers of provincial towns. You start interpreting those things. I like the way you did that, uh, DC. Because you start interpreting that poetry. Life will continue. Um, whether whether the society does or not, right? They're gonna have you're gonna have people who are gonna claim inequality. It talks about the um you got the tax defaulters, you got the people in their evening gowns, and then you got the sewer people in the sewers. Uh the private rights of magic sin, the temple prostitutes to sleep, all the literati keep an imaginary friend. Um that's religious suppression. Um, that's the elites being ignorant to the true state of the world. Read that, uh, The Fall of Rome. It's, it's, it's a good thing. It really talks about where we are right now, the suppression mm -hmm. and the people who have been separated from one another and how 
these elitists, these I mean, you look at our coasts, you know, coastal elites, they don't know what's going on in the rest of America. Mm-mm. They're so out of touch with everything going mm-hmm. on in America. They have they're completely clueless. Um, they, they don't understand our slang. You know, years ago when I when I put and I and I use that in a broad euphemism, they don't understand our slang. We have a certain way of communicating here in America, a certain way of assimilating, a certain way of doing things. And now, what are we wanting to do? We're wanting to glorify uh, other cultures to the point of embracing that. You know, and people say, "Oh, well, you know, maybe be, maybe it'd be cool to try socialism." <sighs> Maybe it'd be cool to maybe institute, you know, let's try to understand Sharia law a little mm. better. Maybe, maybe it'd be cool just to bring in some European culture into America, and let's, let's do it their way a little bit. Maybe it'll make us a little more refined. You know, we've romanticized the shit show, and we've, we, we, you make it more palatable. And one day you wake up, as Venezuela did, and you go, I'm eating shit. Mm-hmm. We put salt and pepper and olive oil on this thing and really tried to refine it. But at the end of the day, I'm totally out of touch with reality. And it's been a self-fulfilling prophecy. I've embraced some things that looked appealing. They were made to look so appealing early on. But I'm eating shit now. This is, and that's me just saying it in the strongest way possible, that that's where we're headed. It's not the fall of Rome. It's the fall of America. I think this also, it's safe to say... That I think some of the people that voted for Biden, uh, they did not realize exactly who and what he was going to do, like who they were voting for and what he's doing. Because you've seen all of these write-ups on social media, a lot of them that are like, I didn't vote for this. I didn't vote for that. Yeah. I mean, he's, what, signed but, but a that's bajillion? Just, that's just it, girl. They didn't vote for that. They voted against what they thought they didn't like. Exactly, yeah. yes. And they didn't do their research. They were just listening to the mainstream media, and they all painted Biden as this angelic senior rolling in his wheelchair, eventually. So sweet and so yeah. nice. He's so gentle. so safe. Yeah. Just just like Obama was. Mm-hmm. Just, so, yeah. just, just so soft. Uh-huh. And listen, guys, we got to make America. Right. We got to build it back yep. better. Yep. We got to do it together with unity. People are like, see, finally we have a humanitarian back in the White Give House. Give me a break. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when he signed that executive order, ending all those jobs, he didn't go through the list and say, who'd you vote for? But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, these executive orders that he is signing, uh, let me tell you what Donald Trump didn't do. Donald Trump, you want to call him a dictator. And I had somebody the other day kept telling me, you're just a dictator. He's a dictator. I'm like, he's not a dictator. He might be a control freak, mm-hmm. but he's not a dictator. Because at the end of the day, he didn't sign off on all this stuff that destroyed his political opponents. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Joe Biden's doing. Yeah. He said in the press conference last week, he said, we're, we're, um, we're not making new laws. We're just rolling back policies that are dangerous for America. But he never went in to define what those policies were. Mm-hmm. He, never tell, he never specifically said, well, you know, he, he alluded to it. He said, well, you know, things like this immigration issue. What immigration issue? Mm-hmm. I mean, what immigration issue? I, I, I know what the immigration issue was when you were vice president. When Barack Obama sat down with George Stephanopoulos and said, just be sure that if these kids start showing up here at the border, we're going to send them home. We're going to send them back. They can't come in. And, I mean, if Donald Trump had said something like that, it would have been, it would have been hell to pay. Mm-hmm. He was the one putting – Obama was the one putting the kids in the cages and everything mm-hmm. else. So mm-hmm. uh, these guys are forgetting their history, and that's a big thing. And we're forgetting their history. I want to talk about that in the next segment. 
because we're not only forgetting history, we're redefining the narrative. Um, and it's starting to go pretty deep. Hey, throw some bedding on a bunch of different mattresses, and sure, they all look alike. Same goes for pillows, but peel away the layers and look at what's inside, and you'll see they aren't all created equal. That's what makes every purple pillow and mattress unlike anything you've ever slept on. The purple grid, it sets the purple mattress apart from every other mattress. It's a patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style with over 1,800 open-air channels designed to neutralize body heat. Purple provides a cooling effect that other mattresses can't replicate. And this cutting-edge technology doesn't stop with the mattresses. Every purple pillow is engineered with the grid for the total head and neck support and absolute airflow that you want. So that way, you're always on the cool side of the pillow. Purple's proprietary technology has been innovating comfort for over 15 years. You can try every purple product risk-free with free shipping and returns. And Purple has financing available for as low as 0% APR for qualified customers. Experience the Purple Grid and you'll sleep like never before. Go to purple.com slash watchchad10. Use promo code watchchad10 for a limited time. You'll get 10% off any order over $200 or more. Purple.com slash watchchad10. And I use promo code WATCHCHAD10, 10% off, orders over $200 or more. Terms apply, and we'll be right back. You guys uh, know? Maybe? No, there we are. We're back. It's a black screen there. <laughs> You've been canceled. I, mean, I, thought I, I thought I was being held accountable. Have you guys ever read Ray Bradbury's books like Fahrenheit 451 or probably back in school you did? Yes. Uh, Sound of Thunder. Sound of Thunder is the one that Candace was showing me earlier. It's such a great... Um, it's kind of that uh, butterfly effect. Right. You know, it's, it's about a guy of 2055 who goes back in time and he's hunting uh, dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. and, and then when he comes back to 2055, he finds out that not only has it changed the future, but just by going out and killing these animals, that, but it's, it's been a butterfly effect. It's, it's, it's affected elections. Words have changed. The spelling and meanings of words have changed. And pretty, pretty powerful stuff. Um, and interesting concept. And, you know, they even made the Ashton Kutcher movie with, called Butterfly Effect. I mean, there's, you know, the, the idea is that a butterfly flaps its wings in, in uh, J Japan and creates a, a tidal wave in California. Um, you just, it just it grows. That ripple effect. Um, we're living in an age where these things that we warned about 25, 30 years ago are starting to come to pass mm -hmm. in a big, big way. Uh, think of classic literature. We mentioned Bradbury. Mention um, Mark Twain. Mention, uh, you name the classics, the Ernest Hemingways, the Faulkners. You go back and you read that. How, does, how do the classics read to today's woke mind doesn't fit mm. right so you don't have a literal reichstag book burning out in the public square what you have is instead a a 
interpretive book burning. So now the classics, the, the books that we've always read, uh, you know, I, you can't say who Huckleberry Finn's friend was because that's an offensive racial mm-hmm. slur. And we don't know what friend was it. Was it a guy, a girl? Was it a she, her, he, him? <laughs> you know, you, you can't find uh, the old Disney classic, um, you know, about Uncle Remus, mm-hmm. you know, the tar baby and, and all that. You can't find those kind of things anymore because it's offensive. Right. Uh, I've always said that you have to interpret people according to the times in which they lived. Do I mean they used to burn people at the stake, um, and you're like, oh wow, that was, it was really kind of crazy times, weren't they? Yeah, but to them it was kind of a normal deal. They also used to, you know, the Catholic Church used to make sure that people were giving their tithes and their offerings um, in order to uh, make sure that they stayed out of not only purgatory but that uh, their loved ones could come out of purgatory, and they would warn people of the ghosts and the goblins that lived in the wilderness and. And, uh, and and people believe that it was you know the church mm-hmm. warned them of these mm-hmm. things, and so now we we've grown because of our history. History happens. Fifty years from now, we're going to look back on 2021, and people are going to go, "Man, they were barbaric," because we have so we we change. I, and I don't like using the word evolve, but we do. We evolve. We grow and we change. Hopefully, we do. I feel like in some ways we're regressing. Mm-hmm. I was about because, to say the same thing. I wouldn't call it evolved. Yeah, because well, it, well, well, we're not, we're not, we're devolving mm-hmm. in right. some ways, uh, but we're regressing in terms of our mentality, our ability to handle complex thought. Like I should be able to sit down with with people who are intellectually astute and talk about race in America today, without it, and be honest mm-hmm. and say. You know, whether it's race or culture or whatever, and be able to say, this is what, uh, this is what I think, this is what I believe, this is what I think the solution would be, and nobody should get offended mm-hmm. by that. Because I'm not coming at you with hatred. Yeah. I'm coming at you pursuing, as a, as a brother, sitting down with brothers and sisters in this sea of humanity, this, this solidarity of humanity, and saying, let's come to a solution. Mm-hmm. We should be able to have that open conversation. Mm-hmm. But these days, I posted again. I posted my unapologetic patriot what a hat I was wearing the other day on social media. And I said, and I said you know, that's my thing. Be unapologetic. Mm-hmm. People were on there. That's right. I'm unapologetically black. Okay. Well, I don't understand why you would apologize anyway for your skin color since you didn't have anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. And nobody's really condemning you for your skin color. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, the average person that's got any sense is not. Right. But, but that's the whole patriot doesn't mean color. No, it doesn't. And but but, but that's I again, know some really badass black dudes in the Marine Corps right now that are yeah, they're patriots. They they defend our constitution. They're in our military. And the thing about it is that's the redefining color. thing that I'm. That's the point I'm getting to. That the redefining words. I sat down with a show promoter in uh, Dubuque, Iowa, several years ago, and she said, you should change the name of the tour from Star Spangled Banter to something else. And I said, why? And she said, because that's offensive to us on the left. I said, the phrase Star Spangled Banner? I said, is it because we changed the word? She goes, no, just Star Spangled Banner itself, oh because that screams right wing. 
And I said, so you're telling me the national anthem and patriotism and those concepts, red, white, and blue, they scream, you know. So, so we're making America evil because look what America's done that is so evil mm-hmm. in the world and to the people of the world and what it's done to its own people, people of color. Uh, and so the, America's being redefined as this evil empire. And so there's people out there who are okay if Rome is burning right now. They're okay with, oh, they're sitting back and laughing in Europe. They're sitting back and they're laughing in certain other countries. And they're going, ah, oh, see, y'all are you're getting what's coming to you now. And I had somebody the other day who said to me, yeah, see how much of a fool we looked like when these people were storming the Capitol. I said, we've looked like fools on a lot of different things and a lot of different platforms. I said, but why is it okay for people to, to want to not be America first and to want to embrace globalism? And why is it okay for me to for nationalism to become a bad word? When did nationalism truly become it's just it just means I love my nation. Mm-hmm. I want my nation to be first. I want to put it first in patriotism. So you start redefining those words, it's kind of sick, man. Um and 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 I really don't give a shit what the rest of the world thinks about us in that regard. I want America to be great. Just like I say about Texas is not one amongst 50. It's the one. America, to me, is the one. It's the one that matters. Uh, And we are the most altruistic nation in the history of the world. We've given more. We've contributed more. Our, Our military and our police force, they exist to liberate, not to oppress. Historically, that's never been the truth. You look at, you look at, uh, Philip of Macedon, you look at Alexander the Great, you look at the Caesars of Rome. They wanted to conquer the known world. Napoleon Bonaparte, they, he had all of his soldiers carry a, a map in their, in their backs in the tricolors of France because it was the entire known world, and he wanted the entire known world to be covered with the colors of France. That, they wanted to oppress. They wanted to conquer. America hasn't done that. We've done a lot of shitty stuff. Don't get me wrong. And if you stick around long enough, Donald Trump didn't get us into any new wars. But I got a feeling these these see these politicians in Washington, D.C., they know that unless they're getting into war, they're not making any money. Mm -hmm. So to that degree, yeah, we are doing we do some pretty crappy stuff. Uh, And and I want us to get away from that. But by and large, not the way we operate. Our military members, that's not on them. That's on the politicians. Our military members, they live to 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 liberate by and large. Anyway, uh, but we're changing the definitions of these things and the meanings. Huh, speaking of uh, getting screwed, I bet you didn't think COVID could cost you your home. Uh, you just thought it was going to make you sick. Nope. Cybercrime, up 75%. It's by far the most serious cybercrime to worry about. It's called home title theft. That's right. Cyber criminals, foreign and domestic, are now after our homes easier than uh, ever uh, title documents to your homes are online now. The thief finds your home's title, forges your signature on a quick claim deed stating you sold your home to him. Then he takes out loans on your home and leaves you in debt. Uh, you're not going to know the, until the late payments and the eviction notice start arriving. Insurance doesn't cover you, and neither do common identity theft programs. That's why I protect my home with Home Title Lock. The instant Home Title Lock detects someone tampering with my home's title, they help shut it down. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address, and see if you're already a victim. Then use code RADIO to receive 30 free days of protection. Code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be right back.
Man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Ah. Oh, it's just a wonderful world that we're living Such in. Such a wonderful world. What a wonderful world this would be. Such a wonderful world. Chance, will you do me a favor? Will you play uh, clip one there? You got Richard Nixon. Neil, Buzz, and Mike, I want you to know that I think I'm the luckiest man in the world. And I say this not only because I have the honor to be president of the United States, but particularly because I have the privilege of uh, speaking for so many and welcoming you back to Earth. Uh, I can tell you about all the messages we've received in Washington. Over 100 foreign governments, emperors and presidents and prime ministers and kings have sent the most warm messages that we've ever received. They represent over 2 billion people on this Earth, all of them who have had the opportunity through television to see what you have done. All right, real quick, play uh, number two there. Good evening, my fellow Americans. Fates has ordained that the men who went to the moon to explore in peace will stay on the moon to rest in peace. For every human being who looks up at the moon in the nights to come will know that there is some corner of another world that is forever mankind. Good night. So you have in one breath the congratulations of going to the moon and back. And then you have, of course, the Apollo disaster, which is that speech. And, and there's no congratulations there. Candace, pull that microphone over there to you real quick. You were talking about this. And how is that interpreted? How would that be interpreted today? Like when you start looking like they invaded another culture. Right. We invaded another ecosystem. That would be super like threatening to another culture or another kind, whatever like planet we have no business being on. And so for PR sake, you have to switch it around and say that we don't, you know, there's so many people who don't even believe that we landed on the moon. They believe we landed in like a studio backlot of a production house. And so this is just one of the many things that they could turn around, but think about every politician who's flip-flopped on things over the years. And not only that, so in this day and age, you wouldn't have the congratulatory speech when you talk about invading another culture, another ecosystem or whatever. You would have the second speech where people today would be going, see, they got what they deserve. Mm -hmm. They should have never been doing that anyway. You know, we saw Jen Psaki the new press secretary who's talking about Space Force. Oh, that's the plane of today. She's making fun of a branch of our military. Space Force. Oh, yeah, that's what we need. Space Force. <laughs> well, I will get to my contact there at Space Force. I don't even know who that is. Let's circle back. But we'll circle back to that. <laughs> um, so my point is this, is, this is where you start interpreting everything based on this wokeness this yeah. and i can't stand that phrase but this wokeness of culture and people people everybody's got their own sense of justice and no matter what uh it's 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 
you, you can't do, it's going to devour all of us. Mm-hmm. It's going to devour all of us because at some point in time, you're going to do the wrong thing. You're going to say the wrong thing. Look at, look at country singer Morgan Wallen. All right. Morgan Wallen comes out. Video emerges from TMZ where he uses a racial slur. Uh, in, in, don't do that, boys and girls. Uh, the, uh, he used a racial slur in, in, in an affectionate way towards somebody. Like, you know, he's just being a good old boy with his buddies. And says this, and now nobody, you know, now the cancel culture comes out in full force. And what's funny to me is we were talking about this, is you have all these Nashville artists who are like aghast. All these country music Nashville artists that grew up in the South and, you know, grew up uh, in in Mm -hmm. that culture. And they're just suddenly appalled like they've never heard a racial epithet. Oh, my God. How dare he? I mean, I've been on this planet. I remember the 70s and the 80s when, you know, we didn't even we didn't have these conversations. Mm-hmm. And to some degree, I'm glad we have these conversations now. But we've taken it so far. It's like this, 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 this utter shock. And I'm speechless that this redneck with a mullet that sings country music used a racial epithet. In a, in a way that he was trying to be funny or endearing to somebody and just used it as slang. Oh, cancel him. Mm-hmm. How dare he? Is it right? Is it justifiable? Nope. But you can't even have that conversation anymore. Mm-mm. Can't even have that conversation anymore. You just cancel him. I mean, hold him accountable, right? The, uh, but that's the, the same world people that are canceling him are the same people that want to request David Allen Coe when they're uh-huh. at my shows, and that was the worst guy ever for that. Exactly. But they have no idea about that. That's exactly know? right. And I'm not saying that it's right. It's not. That's the. It's god awful. You should never use that word. Sure. But I don't know. It's well, you know. but that's that's the the overarching forty thousand foot view of it is. You can't slip up. Mm-mm. Can't make a mistake. No room for error. There's no and that room for sucks error because no. we're all human sinners. And on the bigger level, America is the mistake. That's what the politicians. That's what the current administration. That's what the people that are out there. That's what they want you to believe because of how America has treated these fringe groups that are out there, or how they've created or treated minorities, or how they've treated treated foreigners. Uh, America is the mistake. So we talked yesterday about pulling back the, the curtain and seeing the wizard. And when you see it, the wizard's pretty ugly. Uh, he's not real uh, attractive. And the thing that they want to do is keep the curtain closed so that you don't pay attention to that. You watch the show out here, right? You watch the show out here because they know that to the degree you see behind the scenes, you're not going to like it. And there's going to be things like people marching in the street and there's going to be rioting, there's going to be looting, there's going to be protesting, there's going to be insurrections, there's going to be all of these different things. And it's going to be on the part of everybody because at the end of the day, everybody's sick of seeing the light show out there with no results. And uh, it is becoming, it's becoming the myth of America. And that's, that's what it is, where people, we talk about the greatness of America in past tense. Mm-hmm. That's why it was so relevant when donald trump came along and talking about make america great again this was not about going back to a 1950s or segregationist america or anything like that it was just talking about a place where people were proud to be americans Mm -hmm. again 
and just proud of what we accomplished in the in this mm-hmm. country and what we've done as a country. And it's a pretty great thing, the greatest country that's ever existed in the history of the world. Uh, you know, and, but people were offended by this idea of making America great again. They put all kind of applied meanings there that just simply did not exist and were never intended. So here we are. Uh, I don't want to live in an America where we talk about its greatness in terms of the past tense. And that's the sad part. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff, Lisa Page. Can someone please pass me some whiskey? I need a drink. Dang. I need yeah, a drink. You know, when you say past tense MAGA it's very hard to wrap my brain around that like you know if you're a Trump supporter and you've got a flat going back to obviously before the election how many people had their like their houses egged even their American flags torn off their fences at least in our area because you're showing you're, you're showing your patriotism and it's hard to believe that in this day and age and living in America that's actually it's happening it's still happening that god forbid you have a flag on your a sticker a flag on your car i mean i was afraid to put any type of maga sticker on my car <laughs> well i well, should have because look where because my car is now but girl. i mean you know what i'm saying people are <laughs> yeah. scared to do you shouldn't be afraid to to proclaim your you know your love for america and now you can't even yeah. now you can't especially now after you know yeah. joe blow in the office bastards yeah y'all hang tight Hey, you know what you get to do? We can still have some laughs. Uh, Later on this week, I'm going to be in Nashville, Tennessee, specifically Franklin, at the the, uh, Cool Springs Convention Center down there, the Marriott. Come and see me and Jesse Payton. Uh, February 12th is going to be that evening, 7 p.m. You can get your tickets and information at watchchad.com. So where's my folks in Tennessee? Y'all come hang out. Sold a lot of tickets. I want to sell a lot more. Also going to be in, uh, going to be at Horseshoe Bay Resort outside of Austin, Texas, on the 13th and 14th. So get your Valentine, get your Valentine. I think you need to send a personal invite to Abbott. Have him come out. Have him come out. Yeah. Sometimes he wants to see the show. Some yeah. Can, uh, um, Dan Patrick's come to my shows. All right. Well, the the, the lieutenant governor's come. Yeah, he's he's come and hung out. Let's get let Ken, Greg know. Get Ken Paxton out there. Oh, yeah, Ken, Greg, it'd be a free probably have, a, probably have a couple of old, uh, Nashville celebrities at the Nashville show. See if we can, me and Greg, we'll go ahead and start, kick off a debate right there at the Horseshoe yeah. Bay Resort. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Pre-pre-election. Yeah, prather2022.com, uh, watchchad.com is where all the fun stuff is. And people, people keep saying, well, why aren't you rolling out this and doing that and blah, 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 blah. Like, well, this ain't running for high school president. There's a lot that goes into this. We don't just start spitting stuff out there. You want to make sure you do it right. Trust me. There's this is like we, we don't care about your hats, yeah. Get serious. Quit, just, quit selling t-shirts and hats. Get serious, damn it. Who's this white guy on my feed coming up here with this hat? Yeah. Come on, you pos. I need you to be serious if you're going to be governor. In other words, act like every other politician you've learned to hate. That's what I want. Uh, yeah. Uh, just trust me when I tell you we're going to do it right or we're not going to do it at all. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I said on the show last week, I said, hey, listen, if it ain't, if we, ain't, if we're not the right guy, we will get out of the way. Mm-hmm. I ain't, I ain't in this thing for my health. 
This or the money. This, no, or the money. This ain't <laughs> recreational for yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, I just love this state. And um, so we're, we're rocking and rolling, but we're doing it right. Uh, subscribe blazetv.com. Leave us a rating and review where podcasts are offered. And just know that always we love y'all. God bless you. And we will talk to you tomorrow night. Bye. Bye.